What's happening, guys? Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. If you celebrated, if not, that's okay. Hey, so I had my friend Oren Thompson come over, big OT, uh, Duke football player, went and played in the NFL, and you'll learn a little bit about what I mean by play, as he will loosely put it. He participated for the Green Bay Packers, the Miami Dolphins, the New York Giants, and then his career went into the United Football League and then finalized in the Canadian Football League with the Edmonton Eskimos. Talks about that, talks about his brother being drafted by the Packers, playing on that team, and then what he's doing now as a trainer here in Charlotte, North Carolina, and then continues on to talk about you know some of the things that he's learned in his athletic career, advice that he gives to the kids that he trains, as well as we talk Duke-North Carolina rivalry. We had to talk about it as a Duke fan. I had to bring it up. Uh, if you live in North Carolina or if you live in the U.S., you know that Duke-Carolina is a, is a big rivalry, especially in basketball, but it transcends to all the sports, and, and, and he talks about that in the football arena. And then we finalize it with who he is as a, as a husband and as a dad and what the future, again, holds for Oren. Great conversation, good back and forth. Appreciated him coming by. Hope you guys enjoy it. Thanks. Welcome to Two Cents Worth. I'm your host, Ryan DeFaber. I am here with Mr. Oren Thompson, former NFL, UFL, CFL offensive lineman, as well as former Duke defensive lineman. So you made the switch. So he is uh, here in Charlotte. We went to high school together, which seems to be a... uh, a theme on my podcast yeah. so far, except for one guest, Mike Claudio, but uh, everybody else has been Charlotte Christian, which I think just speaks to how great of an athletic school we were and continue to be. I, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I should be a part of the Hall of Fame there, I think, but uh, <laughs> as a Division two athlete coming out of there. Um, but in all seriousness, so we have Oren here. He played for the Packers, the Dolphins, the Giants. And then a couple of UFL teams, and then the Edmonton yeah, yeah. Eskimos is Eskimo, how you finished up. Yeah. So and you use that word play. Uh, it's, you were it's a, a part it's of a the team. Term. No, you were a part of the team. You you helped. Um, that is true. I helped. I, helped I would out. say you helped prepare the team mm-hmm. to play. Yes, that's fair. A lot of helping. Okay, and and, we'll I, g- and I say that, and and people get mad at me because I keep it real. I, all my friends, I'm the most objective person of all time like people say oh you played and i was like no i was on the team i was practice squad uh was active a little bit but they're like oh but it's like so it's so hard to get there i understand it's hard to get there i was there for a little bit but i was no playing involved preseason a little bit but there wasn't any playing that really uh because you 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 uh talked about it a little bit this the transition from d-line to offensive line and I'll tell you how I made the change. Uh, so at Duke was D lineman. Mm-hmm. Signed with the the Dolphins and was was going through the camp mini camp there. And the, the offensive line coach saw me walking down the hall, stopped me. I was like, "What's up, coach? How you doing?" He's like, uh, "Let me shake your hand." Shakes my hand, like holds onto my arm. You got some pretty long <laughs> arms there. I was like, "Thanks, coach." He's like, uh, "You're going to be offensive lineman now." I was like, "Oh." Okay, he's like, well, you can stay in the uh, the defensive lineman room as well, 
we'll just bring an extra jersey out there for you, and you'll switch it back and forth. It's like, all right. I mean, I want to make the team. Yeah, right. Whatever I got. You're going to do what you have to do. Yeah. Eventually, it got phased out, and now I found myself in the offensive line room the entire time. So, so, and we'll we're going to bounce back to some of the other things, but you brought it up the transition. So for those that see the NFL or a novice of the NFL or just watching on a regular basis, I can tell the differences between an offensive line and a defensive lineman from just the basics. Outside of the basics of, okay, you've switched a position, now you're more into a, even though you're on the offense, you're more of an, in a defensive position because now you're guarding against yes. the defense. Yeah. What what was that transition like? Like growing up as a, playing your high school and college career as a defensive lineman and going, well, now i got to change my entire mentality outside of mentality and kind of just like the basics. What What's that transition look like for you? It was awful. To be honest <laughs> with you. Okay. Now, again, I was D-line and the I always had this mentality of I'm on the good side, even though, I mean, it's not good or bad, but I, I, I was a dog just waiting to eat, like looking yeah. for a hunt. And then you switch to offense and it's more cerebral. Like those guys are so smart. You have to be. I got, they gave me the playbook. looks like a dictionary. Oh, yeah. And you've got adjustments for everything. And it was, I was just swimming. Like, I've never played offensive line before. Not only that, the terminology, the, the ideas of defenses. I, mean, I knew it a little bit because I played. I played D-line, though. Right. I'll tell you, go right, go left. I mean, it's, not, it's, not very, it's not rocket science. Right, so yeah. Just learning that, and then it's all technical, too. Like, step here. Body control. You've got to be offensive, but defense. Because the guy coming at you, he gets he gets getting paid too. They're they're good, and they're trying to run you over. Mm-hmm. Not only do I have to know what I'm doing, but then I have to be very physical, and know when to attack, but be patient. And it's just I was swimming. So what what position on the O line did you play? Left tackle, and, that, Left and that's tackle. also so that's the that's okay. the high dollar position. <laughs> I went from from from. Trying to keep someone off me and tackle people, tackle quarterback to you're the high dollar position. I was not taught anything. Yeah. The coach at the time is the old fella. He's like, uh, watch the older guys and you'll know what to do. That's an interesting way of yeah. learning. Watch and you'll know what to do. So I'm like, all right, man. Not only was that just destroying my confidence, but at the time, Jason Taylor was the end. Okay. So that's who you're going up yeah. against. Every day. Yeah. In practice, <laughs> he's just tearing me up. And he was a great guy, though, a great guy. So he passed me, obviously, very fast. Swim moves there, here and there, and picking me up. I'm 300 plus pounds. He's just destroying me. And it, every time he did, he'd be like, Listen, this is what I'm looking at. This is what I, you should do. This is why I did that. And it was, he was really the, the, the big teacher for me in Miami. Um, but it was hard, man. It was hard. That's funny. A defensive end is your biggest teacher or yeah. mentor for an offensive lineman. Yeah. Um, but I, I can imagine, like, the footwork oh, yeah. is completely different. Yeah. Um, balance. Balance. And like you said, the high-dollar position. Now you're protecting the face yeah. of your franchise a on a every single yeah. week basis, as well as just the way that the NFL is now. Like, like everybody – is protecting the quarterback. So your Even offensive lineman. protecting the quarterback. That's yeah. what I'm saying. In the NFL, yeah. they make all these rules now to protect the quarterback because it's the face of 
basically the NFL, not just the franchises. And so the offensive linemen get put on blast a lot. So it's a it's a much more high-profile position than it used to be. I would say it's not a luxurious position, I think, as you would know, oh, right? You guys yeah. don't get a lot of the credit when things go right. But when something goes bad... Yeah, they call you out. They yeah. call your name, yeah. You know, that's, that's what they say. If, if they know who you are as an offensive lineman, you're in trouble. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's go back just real quick because I want to talk about... Um, who you are. So for those of you listening, if you don't know Oren and you walk into a room, you introduce yourself, who's Oren Thompson? Uh, I'm, I'm a fun guy. I'm obviously a very large individual. Um, everyone that I meet new always says when I first met you or saw you, I thought you were the meanest person in the world. Because I always got this look on my face. I think it's wrestling bitch face yeah. for a guy. Uh, but okay. I'm, I'm, I like to joke. I like to talk. Um was actually born in Jersey, moved to Georgia, lived there for a while, ended up uh, having an opportunity to move to North Carolina um, for school, for college, because of some of the programs they're doing for high schoolers. Thought getting college a little better, get a good education. So we moved up here, been here ever since. Um, but yeah, I love sports. I attempted to still play sports. Yeah. I like teaching people. You know? Yep. And I'm very opinionated, so which is good. This is yeah, why it's hey. a, you, you're going to be great for this. Um, so you, you said it. You you're a large individual. You are six 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 three fourths actually. Oh, well, actually, I'm getting six, older six and now. Three fourths. Shrinking. You're shrinking. As we get older. We shrink a yeah. little bit. Uh, with uh, barefoot, so I like to say I'm six nine in my heart. <laughs> Seven, seven foot even. So regardless, six six. I'm yep. six. Uh, I say six foot, but I'm five eleven and three quarters. Okay. But I'm I'm sick. I'm gonna give myself that quarter inch. Um, but I just remember in high school and like college and everything. Just mm -hmm. you are a polarizing figure just by the size. Like I remember watching you play high school basketball, and on the court, you didn't fifteen. Shoot, how long ago would we graduate? Almost twenty years ago. A long time ago. Yeah, yeah, God Almighty, we're getting old. Almost twenty years ago, you didn't see a lot of guys your size on a basketball court, let alone, and then on a football field in some of these smaller schools like we went to. But um, yeah, you're a big guy. But I would have a different opinion of you. I I don't I don't have that opinion of you're a mean individual. I've I always know, had great experiences with it. Even yeah. when we first met, I was like, this guy is just, he's just a nice individual. And I agree. He's yeah. very approachable. Um, but yeah, no, that's funny that there's people out there that they look at you and maybe it's just because of you're, size, you're yeah, a sure. big guy. Okay. So at your playing weight, what were you at? Well, as you say that, like in high school, uh, I was probably 215 at six, six, seven ish. Uh, very skinny. Mm -hmm. uh, call it wiry now. Um, but that uh, actually is a story in itself. Was a basketball player. Loved basketball. Didn't really want to play football. Coach Jones, the great Bobby Jones, the greatest player of all time in my book. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. <laughs> I love him. He's like a, another father to me. But told me, listen, you're going to be a guy on our team. We got to get you more physical. Um and I was like, okay, whatever I got to do. He said, go out and play football. I think the football coach had a conversation with him because when we first got to Charlotte Christian, the football coach came up to him and was like, we need you. You're a big body. 
a skinny big body, but we need all the bodies we can get. And I was like, nah, football's not for me. My brother played. I'm going to stick with basketball. So might have had a conversation with Coach Jones. Coach Jones comes to me like, we need you to play football, get more physical to dominate on basketball. So I was like, all right, cool. Went out and liked it. I didn't play much my first year. Um, had some, some seniors that played most of the time, but just picking it up, learning. It was, it was cool, but 215, um, biggest attribute I had was running, mm-hmm. which I hate to do now. But Yeah, I think we're I, all like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I run anything down. Like someone's running, I'm running after them, trying to tackle them. So um, when I decided that I was going to play football in college, I had to gain weight. Um, I'll tell you a story about 215. So uh, for the football team, we lifted. You had to put your body weight on the bench and do it as okay. many times as you, you, as as you can. can. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so 215 put it on there it crushed my chest and that's when I had a realization <laughs> <laughs> that I needed to gain weight yeah. get stronger so by the time I went to Duke um, for freshman uh, football orientation I was about 240 Okay. played DN um, gained a couple more pounds probably 250 by the end of freshman year sophomore year comes along our, my head coach it's like, Orn, we uh we have an issue. We don't have any D tackles. You're our guy. Oh yeah. You got to gain more weight. So uh, <laughs> gained about 25 more pounds, about 275, and it just the problems with gaining weight I had before was now losing weight issue. Yeah, right. So I, I kept on gaining, gaining. I was pretty, still pretty athletic. Um, by my senior year, I was about 315, 320. Gain 100 pounds yeah, in 100 two, pounds. three years, about four years. And apparently that's not normal because I kept on getting drug tested. Oh, yeah. Okay. Very, very often, actually. And even had a guy come to, and I did a uh, article about weight gain, drugs, um, steroids, and football. So Really? Yeah. Yeah, see, I never had that problem. When you're 160 and 5'11", entering <laughs> your um, your senior year in college, and then I was I th- no, a junior. I think I was like 190 when I actually left. Like The NCAA wasn't drug testing yeah. me. They're like, listen, this skinny bitch ain't he's not taking anything. <laughs> like Actually, we probably should let him take something. I remember a story, and I don't know why I remember some things, but this one always stood out in my mind, and I want to talk about just like at that size at that level of football, Division One, um, I remember you came home from some. It might have been a weekend or whatever, and it was that whole thing of like you gained a lot, of, you gained weight, and some of us were like, "How'd you do it?" I remember you telling me you're like literally after every day they would buy us a full pizza, mm-hmm. and that is what I had to have to gain weight. Like the the diet they put me on was eat. Everything you possibly can. Everything you possibly can. And we'll fig- we're going to work out the rest of it through workouts and everything else. But your job is to eat as many calories as you possibly can. Yeah. And you told me, you're like, I literally eat a full pizza every single night. Every single night. And, <laughs> and wings. So after, after, after every game, they usually have a, a, a full pizza for us for every player. Um, and then uh, since I was, again, the new D-tackle, I had to get, eat even more. So literally had a pizza and wings every night. So in Division One at a big school like Duke, and 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 the programs come a long way since mm-hmm. you know we were both in college. But what is it like for like diet and everything? Do you do you have a set diet? Do they have set meals for you guys when you're traveling? Like what is it like if you're going to tell somebody that's entering? You know, because right now, and we'll get into what you're doing now of training mm-hmm. athletes that 
have the potential to go division one or in division one what is the what is the some of the advice or the you know i don't even want to say advice but kind of the um uh just hey this is what you're going to walk into mm-hmm. what's it like to be in a division one football player with the people watching over you and yeah yeah very structured um actually uh one of the first things i was told going and going to college especially at a a program like duke is you have to be in order with your stuff like it's time management like everyone wants to go to college party hang out but when you have 5 a.m workouts and go straight to class you didn't have practice you had to finish your homework and you have all the other small things that you have to do you have to stay structured you have to have your your ducks in a row um but with the meals everyone's different so you have some guys that are on a a calorie deficit some are trying to gain weight mm-hmm. so um most of our meals had kind of like the uh the uh, brazilian steakhouse the little card yeah the red and the, and the green red yep. and green they had red green and yellow if you're a guy that can eat whatever he wants you're fill up on the greens if you're on the, the cusp you can have red green yellow if you're a, a a lose a lose guy you better stay with the greens like you don't touch those reds yeah it's usually fried food and stuff okay very structured they have they have most of the things in order for you so they have like a full-time nutritionist or just yeah, yeah okay nutritionist um full staff man it's big it's big time even though you're not getting paid big money yeah right i was gonna say these money. programs yeah. make a lot of money and that's a that's a whole other discussion yeah, that, that we is. can have on a later date because i have my own opinion on it um as do i you make you make all that money and and they don't see any of it and then they leave the program and they not everyone makes the nfl mm-hmm. not everybody makes college basketball mm-hmm. um but that's my well we can get into that uh all right so we're duke and um you let's lived it yeah let's go duke i'm a duke fan right. um especially in basketball which is it's a really great start to the year um carolina's good but i mean this is this is an incredible freshman class that they have at duke you lived it mm-hmm. what is the duke carolina rivalry like let's not we don't have to talk football just oh, let's, talk, let's talk at all we'll talk at all i want to know what is duke carolina living it rivalry because listen we live in north carolina we live in charlotte we see a lot of the i'm an outside fan i have my own opinions but i've never lived it so i want to hear from somebody that's lived it yeah it's the gnashing of teeth uh no matter okay let's get to the point first when i was at duke we weren't very good we had uh but neither was carolina i have all the stats up here as well they they had some years that that they were really good but there's certain uh i say reasons that I believe we weren't very good, but besides that, no matter what the the record were <laughs> at the time, you're going to get a great game. Um, it's just give an analogy here. It's like you got a girlfriend, you break up, she starts seeing this other dude, and you meet him one on one in the hallway. It's on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's on. It's all. It's a dogfight. Even this. Okay, I went to the game this past week. Carolina is not very good. Duke's having a pretty good year, yeah. and it was a great game. It does not matter records because you're bringing everything you have, laying on line because you're trying to ring that bell. Was that all? I mean, it has to be right. It has to be circled on the schedule every oh, yes. year. Like uh, that's what you're going to fight yeah, for because it's the last game of the year. Usually, most of the usually, time, right? Usually. I think they changed that now. It's, it's no longer the last game. Scheduling reasons. I'm not sure why. But yeah. A lot of a lot of my uh, my, my former teammates 
We're like, I don't care if we win the bowl game. We got to beat Carolina. Yeah. So, like a lot of big college rivalries, there is a trophy, mm-hmm. per se, that the winning team gets. For you guys, it's the victory bell. Victory bell. That every time I watch that game, everybody runs to that corner of the field and wants to ring that thing as yeah. loud as they possibly can. And I'm sure I'm seeing it, uh, what was it, 2000, what year is this one? 2003. You guys beat them at their place. Their place yeah. How does that feel in a rivalry like that? It was awesome. Um, let's give a little little background. So the year before, again, we weren't very good. I think they were pretty good um, at our house. We has to have this big helmet. Like Duke fans would know, we all ran out of it. Um, so games, pretty much even the whole time, we're winning. Fourth quarter. They kick the kicker. Uh, I think you uh, forget his name. Anywho, kicks this monstrous field goal to win as the clock's ticking down. So he does his whole airplane <laughs> dance around the whole field and goes and drop kicks our helmet, pops that bad boy. We're livid. So right there, it's a nasty taste in our mouth. Next year, it's on. So we go to their place. We beat them. We beat them pretty good, if I remember. I might have been just daydreaming that the final score on that I don't really know but we had plans to go rip up their bushes <laughs> we, were, we were going to do it all man just 30 to 22 you guys won that game but hey that's a that's a, that's a, that's a <laughs> and it, the, the year before it was 23 21 uh for them because of the field goal yeah, field right goal. so 30 22 is an ass kicking we'll, we'll take it so again plans to just demolish anything rip up anything break anything we could and our coach somehow found out about that plan and was like if you touch anything <laughs> you will not be happy uh next practice so we didn't we didn't do anything but it was it was a great victory man we uh painted that bell right then and there got some spray paint it's just great oh, so you get to paint it yeah you paint it too your colors your colors okay and so then it sits on it you go you own it for the year for the year yeah and then you get to retain it if you win and and yeah. whatnot okay um yeah so i I just want to know from from an outsider's view, like what it's like. But it obviously, oh, it's it, awesome. It's palpable, right? Yeah. Like your your energy's up for that game, even though you take records out of it, mm-hmm. right? Oh, like yeah, you said, sure, like sure. Duke's having a good year this year, Carolina's not, but it's still that great game. Every game. every person on both sides is going to come in that game, going, "We're going to beat their ass." Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, that's um. I wanted your perspective on it because I I haven't gotten to live it, but. Um, that's that's fun. Uh, anything stand out in your college career that, outside of Carolina, that you know just resonates with you still? Uh, just the, the the guys, man. The guys that I, we fought, I fought with every uh, every weekend. Again, because our record was wasn't good, yeah. but we they they a lot of them didn't give up, and we just prepared, and no matter like. Again, we weren't very good, but we were playing like the Florida State when Florida State was Florida State. Mm-hmm. And we knew that if we just kept fought, fighting and fighting and fighting, we might have a chance. And most of the time we didn't have a chance, <laughs> but we prepared like it every time. Um, and it's those fellows, man, that were, were continue to, to, to work and work and work, no matter if the outcome's good. Because that's what, um, getting a little coach speech here, but that's when you really win. Yeah, A loss... It's just a learning opportunity, and if you can, and 
keep fighting, keep fighting, keep working. Even if on the scoreboard it's saying you're losing and you can learn from it, we're, we're winners, man. So just those guys, man. It was a good time. Yeah, so, and I have to imagine you implement that in your day-to-day, right? Like you yeah, as man. a family man and, and then also in your job. Like you just, no matter, you know, what the outcome might be, the preparation and then, you know, just the, the fight yeah, yeah. is what you have to do to, I mean, sh- shit, in, in general, just survive, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But as an athlete, you, you mentioned a couple things. Time management, you know, is one thing. And then also that, like, that that oh, that desire that we have as just athletes. And you don't have to be a college athlete. Just an mm-hmm. athlete growing up or whatever, or an athlete not growing up. Now you're an athlete. You become interested in – I had my buddy on last week. He talked CrossFit, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, CrossFit now is big and – into basically what I like to call competitive exercise. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. Um, but you have that drive, and it, it does come into your everyday professional life and then as as also for your personal life. So for, like, me and, and my kids and my wife, it is that drive to always ensure, like, I'm doing the best for them, providing for the best that I can, and then also helping them as individuals grow and kids grow and get them mm-hmm. – to to be involved in athletics um yeah compete 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 whether i don't compete. i don't care if it's competing for tiddlywinks I right tell you. it doesn't His chest i'm trying to whoop your ass yeah like i want to i want to you you have that competitive drive that will help you throughout the rest yeah, of your life yeah. i believe and then time management i learned time management very quickly in college mm-hmm. when you you have to go to class at my school, you had to go to class. Oh, we did too. Because front row. If, you're not there if you didn't, front, yeah. coach would find out about it because the professor would call the coach. Because yeah. it was, for my school at the time, we only had like 1,500 students. So they knew when you weren't there. And they knew what you were there to do. You were there to play baseball. You were there to play football. So if you weren't there to go to class, they were going to call coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so you learn quickly in athletics on how to manage your time I believe and how I manage the team that I, I have now is uh, in my profession is time management. Time management is always key and you will be successful. Prioritization, all that mm-hmm. stuff you learn as somebody that has been a part of athletics. So yeah. you brought it up earlier. I just wanted to kind of touch on it. Um, all right. So let's talk about, we talked about, you know, at the first part of it, you going into the NFL and you, you said, you know, you were on a team, but you yeah. didn't, didn't play. Um, I mentioned the teams you you were a part of, but let's just talk about overall. Everybody wants to hear about the glory stories of like, oh my god, you made it to the NFL and you played and all this stuff. But like, what is it like being on the practice squad of a team? Oh, it's ah uh, well. So it's, if you don't know what the practice squad is, it's a group of guys that um, go through camp. You might not be there yet. Um, you, they see potential in you, so you, you pretty much go through all practices. Um, you're the look team. You, if there needs something to be done, you're doing it. Like, um, so I'll give you a, a structure of the week as well. Um, Tuesday you're off. Wednesday it's big big day uh, install. Thursday's install again big big day. Thursday's uh, half practice. You still uh, keying on the install. Friday is kind of a clean it up, Saturdays walk through, then you play on Sundays. Well, Wednesdays and Thursdays for practice squad, it is relentless. Like yeah. you get there at six, um, you have to learn what what to do for, in this case someone gets hurt and you're called up. So you're learning not only your plays, but you gotta learn the other team's plays because you gotta do it. We want you to do it exactly as they would do it. Mm. So it's, it's 
it's tiring uh, mentally, physically, and you're just you're beat to hell really uh, Wednesday and Thursdays. But as you heal, you can kind of turn your mental aspect off. Kinda again, if someone gets hurt, you're up. Um, but the the breather is Sunday. You get to just watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but are you at the stadium? Uh, some teams some teams are different. So we actually uh, at Miami we actually were on the field on the okay. sideline. Um, uh, Green Bay, there's a they had a, a like a box for us, a little suite. It was nice. You can see um, that's actually actually right next to the uh, the other owner. The okay, the owners, yeah, uh, mess with them a little bit, but it, I mean, it's fun time. <laughs> fun time. I think what you just said, Miami being on the field, nice mm-hmm. weather. Green Bay, I definitely wouldn't want to be on oh, the yeah. field. Well, I would want to be on the suite. That's <laughs> pretty nice though. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. not too cold. It's not too bad. Do you like not? You don't not like cold. I grew up in Rhode Island, man. I don't, oh, I, and I've been here since '99. I don't want to be near cold <laughs> anymore. I I grew up around it. I I don't like seeing snow. Like mm-hmm. I hate the fact that we get snow in February here. It yeah. drives me nuts. Only Meanwhile, my kids though. are like, "It's awesome." I'm like, "This sucks." Like I hate snow. Yeah. Um, then it turns to ice. Uh, all right. So Miami, three years. Uh, one and a half. One and a half. Yeah, almost two. Yeah. Two years, and then picked up by Green Bay. Green Bay. Yeah. And then. I had a short stint and at the Giants for an offseason. Um, actually, as I was getting cut from the Giants, I've been cut. That's one, I, another thing I, I tell people is I've been cut and told to go home so many times. But you keep so coming back. Keep coming back, man, yeah. And that's okay. And then it, why is that? Again, keep competing. Yeah. Always compete. Always keep inching forward. Um, but got an offer for a UFL team. Um, that's United Football League. Um, actually had some pretty good plans for that league. It dissolved, though. Um, that's a whole other conversation. Uh, but <laughs> good football players. Um, most of the guys. So if, if you don't know the structure of NFL, there's 53 guys on the team. You got your practice squad. Well, if you do the math on how many college teams are and seniors and guys that are trying to play pro, there's a lot of people, mm-hmm. a lot of good talents out there. Um, so there are a handful of players that, have no place to go. So UFL was kind of a minor league system where the guys are still good. They could make teams, which a lot of guys have, um, and would play a series of games. Um, so got opportunity to do that, did that for four years. Um, and by that time, I was actually okay. So I started all all, uh, all four years, left tackle. Yeah. Um, again, continually trying to get better because at that position, again, it's it, it's – repetition for having your body to do what you want to do without really knowing and have a late start. I was way behind the eight ball again at the left tackle position. I would have been better to start at like guard where I don't have to have the footwork perfect. I don't have to cover as much space. It's more of a, uh, like a wrestle with a bigger guy than to have a guy that's 260 running a four, four, four (laughs) benching the world and trying to put me on my ass. Yeah. Right. Again, that's what it is. But, um, Got better, got to continually better. Um, that dissolved, and then did a couple of years in Canada, which is another similar but totally different league. It's a whole bunch of passing, a whole bunch of passing. So, so I want to talk about two things that you mentioned in there. One, Green Bay, mm-hmm. and you were there, and you just missed. Oh, no, you, I didn't just miss. I was there with the man, the legend. Okay, I was going to say, you, you were there, um, and then your brother gets... Drafted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
but that was then, awesome by the way the way they they told me so the gm comes down and is like hey orn what's up man uh so your brother's in college right now i was like yeah he goes the way he's like he's doing really good he's like we want him and i was like oh yeah i mean what's that supposed to mean he's like well no we're gonna get him so i was like awesome that'd be great um so it was awesome having him there we had a little party for his uh for being drafted and then when he actually got there it was awesome but at the same time it was kind of weird because i'm again i'm offense now yeah he's a d a d d end linebacker so like we saw each other a lot he's competing against yeah you. yeah one-on-one and uh did a couple of interviews and that people would ask me about like what's that like and i was like as soon as we cross those those lines i don't know him yeah, I'm, okay. I'm trying to whip his ass just yeah. like anyone else. Um, so it was fun, though. It was fun. So, and those are two different paths again, right? You were signed as a free agent, mm -hmm. and your brother signed as a free agent and then had to switch, switch positions. Yeah, switch. Your brother drafted fourth round fourth by round. then? Yeah. Okay. Um, see, I did my, my uh, research, yeah. man. I did, I, I did some reading. So fourth round, out of Wake Forest, mm -hmm. and... He played a couple years and got hurt, and basically, and yeah, that was it, right? Yeah. Um, but at least, you, so you guys were in Green Bay together, yep, together. So that's cool. So again, that I've had a couple people on here, again, just talking about athletic families. You are the middle of three, mm -hmm. so three boys. We got a, we got an older sister as well. Yeah. yeah, three boys, and so four kids. Um, I only, I only, I don't. I've never met your sister. I know. Oh, she's much older. Yeah, okay. So I know your two brothers. Um, all three, we talked about you, Orrin. All three are large yeah, humans. We're, we're, yeah, Pops is big. Mom's is pretty tall. So we, we came out. Uh, You've made some big kids. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, younger brother Jeremy's got quite a few. I'm working with one, but uh, we, want, we want monsters. I'm trying to create a monster. Listen. A creative player. One or two is enough. I don't know. I, any more than that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know how people do it. Good good for them. Um, so, yeah. So, the, it, they're just an athletic family. I had Mike Metcalf on. Athletic uh, family. Athletic family, yeah. Bard. Athletic similar family, situ yeah. situation, right? So, for them, three boys, two of which make it to the pros. Mm -hmm. Daniel made it to the pros, and Luke is a pro. So, for you guys, what's that like as a family? Like, the two brothers of three and f four, but two of your family members are in professional sports. Like, yeah, as a family, like sitting around the dinner table, not at Thanksgiving because the NFL is playing, happening yeah. during that time, but like, picture a, a, a family dinner. Like, what's that look like? Are you sitting there going, I'm a professional athlete. My brother's a professional athlete. Is no, it like that or is it no. just like, nope, just We're growing up? That's just. We're That's my younger different. brother over there that I beat up my entire life. And I was going to bring that up. Uh, so the first question is, uh, how, how are we together? Uh, we, didn't, we don't really talk about that kind of stuff. It's yeah. just like a be-in-your-presence family, especially my, my younger brother. We would just hang out, maybe three words spoken. It's just the fact that you're next to me yeah. or maybe watching TV, whatever it would be. we just hanging around each other. Um, I'd say he's more reserved anyways. Yeah, very quiet. Yeah. Very quiet. Um, but even even when we were up there together, like he beat me a lot. I beat him a lot. As soon as we step off, we go get food and hang out. I mean, again, you're my brother, but right. we're, when we're conducting business, you're not. Once we step off, we're, we're family again. So, um, so you answered it right there, right? Like, Think about it. it. For anybody listening, professional sports. It's business. Business, yeah. It's a business. I it's like any... Could, could be my mama out there. Right. She so straps up with some pads <laughs> on. 
<laughs> it's on. It's it's game time. So, but it's like any other profession, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. me and my wife work at the same company, but when it's at home, I don't talk work because mm-hmm. that's what I just did for eight, twelve hours today. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Like now, it's it's switched off. So, mm-hmm. it I, that's what I wanted the perspective there because. You're talking about one being in the same profession, and then two being on the same team. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a different combination. All right. Yeah. So then talking about beating him up as a yeah, I think that's why he got blessed with. Oh, he's got great genetics already. He looks like a Greek guy. Like I'm, <laughs> I was always really really skinny. He was kind of skinny too, but he he's so much muscle. Like he looks like He Man, a black He Man. Thin waist, huge chest, long arms, huge legs. Um, but we used to wear his little ass out, me and my older brother. So I'm middle. Uh, my older brother is a year and a half older. He's three years younger than me. Yeah. So we'd be playing sports, and he's tag- the tag along as the, the younger brother usually is. And we was just, he's going up for a shot. We knock him down. He starts crying. Like, I swear if you tell mom, <laughs> it's going to be worse. <laughs> so like that's his whole athlete, youth athletic career is getting beat up by us. Then he starts playing kids that are his own age and it shows like yeah he's the bully now he's toughened up yeah, he's toughened up and he's the bully so he actually started like at christian as a freshman for most sports because we're, we 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 again tore that ass up yeah for quite a few years and now he's physically gifted because what he was two enough. years he's two years younger than me because you're a year older than me so i saw him play a little bit but then it was mostly I watched him basically grow up on yeah. television because watching him at Wake because mm-hmm. the games are going to be televised here. Um, yeah, that's it's funny. If anybody wants to look him up, it's Jeremy Thompson. If you want to mm-hmm. see a Greek god, according Greek to Warren, god. a I Greek god. Him, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Don't <laughs> give him too much credit. Get in trouble. But he's actually uh, went through med school. He went to the the evil school across the way in Carolina med school. Ugh. I'm happy. Hey, good for him. Hey, but good ugh. for him. And he's up in the, at Mayo now. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Doing it big. Doctor. Right. So let's go back. We keep on going back and forth, and I'm okay with it. Let's go back. You mentioned CFL. It's mm-hmm. different. It's a passing league. I want to talk about that because this, for for anybody that's listening across the world, mm-hmm. Canadian Football League. So you have the NFL, which is in the U.S., and then you have the Canadian Football League, but it's a different size field. Yes, much bigger. Much bigger. The goalposts are in the front of the end front zone, of the end zone, which I still don't understand because still. of the safety around it. Yeah. Oh, uh, so you have field, a pole field. in the middle of the playing field. Field's bigger. Field's wider. It's like a soccer field. Okay. Uh, field goal post is in the front. End zones are ten yards longer. longer. Um, so how long is the field? A hundred and too long. Yeah, too long. <laughs> uh, it's fifty-five. Oh, is that me? Yeah. That's okay. My bad, my bad. Don't mind his phone, it's fine. That's Business. why I keep it Scoobies. that's why I keep it unedited, because this is what happens in real life when you, you're talking to people. Uh, but it's fifty five on each uh so hundred and ten. Okay. And then twenty yard end zones on both sides. I didn't know much of this going up there. So actually uh, and you I went to Edmonton. Edmonton Eskimos. So, like, you didn't go to, like, a Toronto or a Vancouver. Yeah, no, no. You went no. to Edmonton. Which is not the, I should say, I feel bad about saying this, but not the worst team. Like, Edmonton's really nice. Uh, Alberta's really nice. Yeah. Banff, uh, the little scenic Banff area, beautiful. Yeah. Like, one of the most beautiful places in the world. There's some cities that 
aren't so great that I'm glad I didn't have to, to live be a part with. of. Yeah, yeah. Be a part of, but um, you just had to go and play them. Yeah, no <laughs> rule knowledge at all. Like uh, I got to fulfill another fantasy kind of going up there. So I was 30 years old when I went up there. Yeah, um, a rookie. So they had a kind of like a hard knocks of the Canadian Football League. Okay, it was five Americans. Going up to play football in Canada, I was the 30-year-old rookie, so they came to my house, was asking us a whole bunch of questions. Um, it's pretty cool. I always wanted to be in reality TV. Yeah. After doing that, never again. You realize yeah, you don't want to be a part of reality TV? Was it scripted? Yeah. yeah. See, people, it's not real TV. Yeah. yeah. It. You guys are real people. Real people. But they're scripted. All the situations are like, so talk about this, but put it in organically. <laughs> I'm like, how do I, how do we do that? But talk about this, but don't say that, and then make it natural. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, not so you got some acting lessons out of yeah, it. Yeah. So, I mean, it was fun. I'm, 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 I don't want to do that, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I went up there, a rookie, 30 years old, and just... Knowing not much about it, because there's uh, three downs instead of four, so it's okay. I didn't know it's that. Called a two and out now instead of a three and out, but a whole lot of kicking. It's mostly special teams, a whole lot of passing. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a good, good, good time. So it seems like it's a lot of condition, different type of conditioning yeah, you have to yeah, do then for that. Yeah, a lot, a lot more conditioning. I had to lose a few pounds to go up there. Um, but and what's the, what's the fan base like? Because in if you're an NFL fan, yeah. the fan base is in a lot of these cities is very rabid, and you know, <clears throat> and a lot of those fan bases will travel. Like yeah, it's you go to a Panther it's game and they play the Steelers, half the stadium is Steeler fans. Mm-hmm. It, it's just what it is. Um, what's it? It's the same up there yeah. in the yeah, CFL. They, they, they like their their, their football man. Um, stadium similar or smaller? A little smaller, um, but yeah, it, it'd be packed out and it's loud. Like. Uh, or thinking of one of the teams, Saskatchewan, they actually cut um, melons, hollow them out, and wear them on their head. <laughs> and most of them okay. are shirtless. So the Canadian seasons, it gets cold. Like I think I was up there the first year, and it, it had, we had a, a heavy snow October. Like It was like October 1st. Ugh. Heavy snow. These people are out there, melon on their head, no shirt, and just giving us hell, like screaming on the top of their lungs, and it's like. So it's like the they, Bills Mafia. Yeah, yeah. They, they love football, the Buffalo man. Bills. They love football. Jeez. Okay. All right. So all right. So you get out of the CFL. So then, what do you, what are you doing? What do you do once you leave the CFL? You said you say okay, football careers on hold or over, mm-hmm. right at that time or whatever it is. So what's Oren doing next? Well. So I had a kind of a, a interesting transition. After the uh, the NFL, I started helping one of my buddies, Hunter Yard, train athletes. Okay. Um, because again, I was getting cut. And yeah, right. It's not going to be forever. I yeah. can't can't get onto another team and get cut for so long. So I started helping him train, um, just learning, um, interning, uh, asking questions, uh, really. Was still playing though, so I'd go play and then get home and then help him train. Did that for quite a few years, um, and then when I was in Canada, I actually blew out my knee pretty bad. Hmm. And uh, I also say this: 
I was starting to get sick of football. Like I love playing in the games. And, and even looking back at when I was younger and watching the old guys, like not practice. And I'm like, come on, man, like I'm taking your reps and you're playing in the game. That's not fair for me. Yeah. But understanding now, like my body's hurting, my knees hurt all the time. Waking up is, 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 is different. It's a, yeah. It's a, it's a chore now <laughs> and just getting your body ready. So I, uh, in Canada, I'd actually, I had a, a coach that understood that. Like, you can watch, I can learn from watching and not beat up my body and then go perform in a game. Um, so I got used to not practicing and it was a grind, like knowing I would have to go practice that day. It's like, oh my gosh. Um, but actually the second year, blew up my knee, it was bad. And I had a chance to um, watch more start working on the transition after football because I was, I mean, again, I was ready to go kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was a good transition for me. Whereas a lot of guys, they still want to play and they get, get ousted. It, it's different mentally. Whereas I, I think I was, you were ready. ready. Yeah, I was ready. Yeah. Any people ask me now, like you're a sound body. This team needs a, a left tackle. Are you, you sure you don't want to, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're what, 35? 36. 36? Yeah, yeah, I mean, like you said, getting out of bed's a chore. Yeah. You don't want to deal with that for forever. Um, and the, really the only thing that you miss is the camaraderie. Again, the guys. Yeah. It's the You keep in fellowship. touch with any of yeah, them yeah, still? Yeah. 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 So well, at least you still have that, right? You have the connection still that you have. Yeah, and I, I, and I have the connection of sport as well since I, I, I am a trainer. So I, I get a little bit of that without getting beat up all the time. Yep. Yeah. And is it nice to, cause again, giving advice now to these kids that you're training or adult and men, whatever they are. Right. Is it nice to have that experience? And again, like you said, walking away on your own terms, mm-hmm. um, does that help in your training? Like just having a, a clearer mind and yeah. not sitting there going, I should still be out there. Yeah, I should I still I be was. doing it. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm very clear about that. Um, but it helps to tell them, like, I, especially being on the the cusp most of the years I was playing and explaining to guys, like, just be honest, you're not a first-round guy. The amount of work and effort you're going to have to do to maintain and not only get there, but to, to, to stay there. Let me tell you about Tuesdays, our off day in the NFL, and most leagues. You might go in and work out, hang out, watch a little tape here and there, and you're going to your locker to go shower to go home, and you got 15 guys walk into the locker room. This happened to me. I was there one time uh, at, at Green Bay. And he's like, well, he's a big guy. He looks like he plays uh, line. They're working out a lineman mm. <laughs> every, every Tuesday. So yeah. it's like they're, they're actively searching for somebody to take your job. And the mentality of that, just keep working, keep competing, keep grinding, keep kind of trying to get better because they're always trying to replace you. They have that contingency plan. Yeah. They always, always have to have that, right? Always. Especially in that sport, yeah. um, which is, I think, a very valuable lesson to anybody that wants to compete in athletics. It is, there's always somebody else. Better. Better, hungrier. They might not have as much talent, but they might put more into it because yeah, yeah. there's always those guys that, that'll just outgrind you, right, mm-hmm. and wear you down and just be like, you know what? They want it more than I do. They're hungrier than I am. And that's my, my 
my speech to most of the people I train, like you might be gifted physically, athletically, but it only takes you so far. You might be beating up your league right now, but it's a, maybe a smaller league. Everyone has that moment in their athletic career where the physical blessings and gifts God's given you is not enough. Yeah. And you've got to work and make the work match the talent, and then you can further yourself. Without that, I mean, you can be good for a little bit, and then someone that's better is going to beat you. Yeah. Yeah. And there's always, like you said, there's always, always somebody else. Working. And yeah. you you brought it up earlier, like the UFL was meant to be basically the minor leagues mm-hmm. of the NFL. There's a lot of talent out there that just needs that opportunity. You see it all the time in the NFL. Like uh, people like, um, what was the guy's name? Division three running back, like Danny Woodhead, mm-hmm. right? Got yeah. an opportunity, made a career out of it. Yeah. There's other guys like that. You just get an opportunity and they want to outwork yes, you. Exactly. So I, again, that's well. All the athletes I train, I've got a kid now that's not getting the, the offers that he wants. I'm like, listen, bigger picture here. Think about all the people in the NFL. It's not a league of just D1 guys. They're not uh, all from Alabama, Georgia. There are guys that are uh, small D1, small D2. There are guys that got no offers. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, Khalil Mack. Had one offer. Aaron Rodgers had to go to. Um, he went Juco. Juco. Yeah. Then got an offer. Still was should have probably have been number one overall pick and wasn't. Like someone's always telling you you're not good enough. All these guys kept working. Maybe you're not ready now. Maybe it's going to be a year or two. But keep working and you will make it if that's what's in your heart. Like if you continue to grind and work for it, you can do what you're destined to do. But you got to put that work into it. Yeah, that goes across the board, right? Yeah. That goes into professions too that are, that are outside of sports. All right, I want to switch gears a little bit, um, and we're going to end. Uh, we're going to go full circle, and we're going to end talking Duke sports. But I want to go back to family. So you know, one kid, you're married. Right. How'd you meet your wife? Actually, at a a AIA function at Duke. She actually played volleyball at NC State. Um, had some friends that. Ooh, so you have a split household? No, no, no. We were an ABC family. Anybody but Carolina. <laughs> uh, it could be any. It could be anybody. Any school. I will rock your jersey, go to your game, and cheer for you as long as. As long as it's Carolina. not Carolina. Okay, all right, that's fair. So no split, no split family. No split family. Okay, yeah. good. But uh, went to a party. She was there. Started hanging out, and. Bam. And that was it. That was it. Okay, and how long have you been married? A long time. Uh, Twelve years. Okay, that's. Uh, I've been married eleven, so don't oh, say it's a long time. A long time. A long, wonderful time. Wonderful. Right? Oh yeah, I forgot. That. She's not listening to this. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, and if she is, that's good. I need the viewership. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, twelve years, mm-hmm. kid. What do you put in as a husband and a father that you learned through your athletic career? I'm not going to say football, but just being an athlete in general. What are some of the takeaways that you've learned in athletics that you incorporate into your family? Uh, patience is a big yeah, one. God almighty. My, my Kids will wear you out. Yeah. He is a mile, a hundred miles an hour all the time. And just being patient, um, it's ha- actually helped me in training as well when the kid's just not getting it. And I'm teaching, telling them a thousand ways to, uh, to Sunday about something and he's just not getting it. It's just being patient. 
stepping back, evaluating the situation, and then trying again. Um, but yeah, just keep keep working, keep grinding, keep trying to give the best for my family. I, I guess patience is key. How old's yeah. your son? A uh, little over two. Okay, so I have a six-year-old and a little over two-year-old. Mm-hmm. If you notice, I don't have a lot of hair left, and I'm pretty gray. <laughs> um, patience is key. Yes. Uh, and let me tell you, even the six-year-old, it doesn't get any easier. Oh, but you. it is rewarding, so you have a lot to look forward to. And, the, and that age of being a little over two, is that's a fun age because yeah. they interact with you now. Yeah, like It's not talking, just like this yeah. kid that just lays there, and it's like, yeah. oh, hey, this is – I mean, it's my kid. It's great, but like, it's fun, Like, and, and, and I hope you enjoy it. Um, I do, and he's starting to get in a little bit into sports as well. Um, runs around a little bit. I take him to work all the time. Okay. And he kicks around the ball. I actually got a video of him on the rowing machine rowing. <laughs> pretty funny. But I think he's going to be a pretty good little athlete if he decides to do that. So Yeah, they'll, they'll all decide. Like Harrison, my youngest one, uh, just went in the backyard one day, put the ball on a tee, and hit the ball. I didn't teach him it. He just did it. Now he probably he watched Nolan, the older brother, do it, but yeah. I never was like, Harrison, come over here, put the ball on here, hit the and he'll just go in the backyard now and hit a tee hit a ball off the tee for thirty minutes. Natural. And he probably has a better swing than the six year old. And the six year old plays T ball. Uh, he, again, he's not listening to this. Uh he better not be or from I, I might be a terrible parent and have my kid listen to my podcasts. Um any advice to from what you've experienced in your career? Any advice to anybody that's looking to try and make it? The NFL, Division One. I, I don't even need to be Division One, but college athletics. What advice do you give to the the guys you train? Outside of like, hey, there's already somebody else. Like, what is it now? Looking back, Oren, you're out of it. You've experienced it. You experienced a different side of it. Yes. What's the advice? Uh, it is a business, even though it's a game. Um, the NFL is a great goal, if that's your goal, but it only lasts so long. So the NFL, everyone calls it the not-for-long league because you're only the average is three and a half years. But I actually talked to a, a parent the other day and gave him this exact uh, speech right here. Let's say your son is drafted first round. They have a great call it 12 year career how old are they 33 yeah you retired at 33 what are you going to do yeah luckily in that that situation that position you've got a little money that you can work with let's say a different route you make it for the three years you you're what now 25 26 Maybe 24. You could be a junior out of college. You right? have the rest of your life yeah. to work with. So it's get an education. Okay. I, I, I can't stand to, have, to see all these guys that just want to play football or just want to play basketball, one and done, that leave, don't get the education, but then fizzle out, are broke, retired, and most of them divorced, and have nothing to show for it. Yeah have no skills have no degree and it's just like it's it's terrible it is hard right and i think that's you know a a topic for a different day but you know we we mentioned it earlier of potential pay for ncaa players Mm -hmm. or all this money that goes into it and then you know they leave 
and then it came out recently a ex player from Michigan State basically saying like we're not a part of the family anymore because we're not making them any money. Yeah. It's re- it's a reality, right? Like it's a business. So that's um, I think that's great advice for anybody that's listening. All right, so let's finish with I want to talk Duke. Oh yeah, right. Um, we're in basketball season. Impressive team. Oh, very impressive. You're still involved in Duke athletics, right? You go to the games, not basketball per se, but the football and yeah, I try to much as I can. Um, everyone. So the first question people always ask when I tell them I go, to, I went to Duke, is did you go to basketball games? <laughs> I've been to quite a few, most of them illegally, but uh, yeah, it's it's a great time. Like if you haven't never been to Cameron, it's different than you would think have yeah you, have you been there? i've never been never been there no. well think of latin's gym okay charlotte christian's gym. well a little bit bigger than charlotte christian um all the, the the bigger private schools in charlotte yeah and that's cameron okay it's not big at all no, first time i was in there i was like you got to be kidding me like this is this where is it. this is where duke basketball plays basketball yeah and and i've talked to quite a few people they want to keep it that way yeah, you can make it a fifty thousand seat arena, and it would probably fill out and sell out. Yeah, right. But they want to keep it that way because it's the aura, right? Um, it's like Wrigley or Fenway in, yeah, in baseball, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. you don't you you don't want to you change don't change that. perfection, yeah. right? But but uh, yeah, but, I mean they're doing well. Um, a lot of sports, at Duke. The baseball all, team's come a long way. Come a long way. Football Golf's team, a long way. Coach Cut is uh, making it happen. Do you have a relationship with him? He wasn't your coach, no, but do you have a relationship? No, he was not my coach. Um, met him. Um, great guy. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he, he's like one of Peyton Manning's yeah, mentors or even just like brothers. a QB coach who was for him. They're, they're there quite a bit. Um, really? In the summers, they do... Camps there? I don't know if it's a camp, but they work out. Okay. They've got quite a few videos, and they talk. They mentor the guys that come through. He's a great dude, man. Great dude. And uh, from my understanding, I've... I think I've heard of the grapevine that some other teams are trying to get him to leave, and he's like, no, man, we started something here. I'm going to finish it. So I do. I think it was last year a couple mm-hmm. teams tried to get him. Um, Tennessee might have even been one yeah, of them yeah. because of just the relationship he has with Peyton and trying mm-hmm. to use Peyton to sell him on Tennessee. He has. I mean, it, look, if you know anything about Duke football, and Oren, you do, <clears throat> it wasn't the glory days. Oh, no. no right? No, like no, Duke no. football was for a long time, you know, the the team that you would circle and go well we got oh, well, them that's homecoming right there that's a way yeah they're yeah. they're our homecoming game but yeah. the it's changed right playing yeah. in the yeah. ACC championship mm-hmm. games now making bowl games the stadium's getting renovated mm-hmm. like that there's a lot of a, a great potential that, into that program that that's keeping moving forward um, and just Duke in general like yeah like yeah. you said a lot of these sports and it it's a hard school yeah it's I don't want to give false pretenses. It's very hard, depending on what you major in. Like <laughs> every school that you see, that some of the, the uh, I like to, to to see the uh, the majors in most of these uh, sports. Like when a kid's or a guy's uh, majoring in gym, and that's not the hardest <laughs> thing to take versus engineering. But there are very, very, very hard things you can take at Duke. I majored in psychology. It was pretty tough yeah. writing papers. I'm not a paper writer. Yeah. Um, but as long, and again, a lot of our time management thing we talked about, as long as you do what you're supposed to do, you're okay. Yep. 
they have tutors for you. They help you in any way possible. But when you don't go to class and you miss stuff and you just don't care, that's when it's just a little bit of struggle. Yeah. Not that you won't struggle again, because they're they're trying to actively help. I think most schools do, and, and for the athletic program, they try to help you. Try to help you. If you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Then it gets hard. Yeah, you got tutors. Yeah, tutors. you got tutors that travel with you yeah. and those big programs. So I mean, they they do they try. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to. When you said the first question, do you go to the basketball games? I thought you were going to say, "Have you met Coach K?" Oh yeah, I've, I've, because I've, talk about a polarizing yeah. individual. When you think Duke, I would say ninety nine percent of the population is going to go Coach K. Yeah, right. I mean, it's Duke Coach K. Like that's what it is. So I thought when you said like the number one question I get asked, but yeah, it wasn't. I'm surprised. Game. But I, I've been asked that too, and I actually uh, snuck into. I can't say most of the story, but I snuck into a practice one time, and it was it was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. I've heard he's intense. Very intense. I mean, you see him on TV in the ref's face, and, and everything. This, this is an older Coach K now. This is the old a Coach K with grandkids now. That yeah, he plays with. I'm talking about. You're three, talking 20 years ago. Yeah, this guy was so intense. Um, <laughs> not but, 20 years ago. Eight. I'm, we're making. I'm, I'm making you guys, us, my guys, us so old. We're not we that. Are, old. We are pretty old. We're, we're in our 30s. We're not that old. Um, so I'm gonna. I want to finish off with, because it's we're talking Duke. It's November. Mm-hmm. I think they're they're three and zero. When this airs, it'll be on the twenty fifth of November. So after Thanksgiving, so they're heading to Maui now. So they're going to be playing in that. Are they national champions come March ooh, or sorry, come ooh, April? Ooh, ooh, man, can this freshman team do it? I, I have hope that they can. I, I'm a, again objective. I'm a realist. They have so much talent because they're they're big. They're physical. Paul. Oh, okay. Can I say that pause? Yeah. Uh, they shoot, though, as well. And from the past games I've seen, it looks like they play some defense. Because years before, we had the one and dones, and it's like, yeah, they can score. If, the, if they're scoring, they're scoring. But they don't play D. Yeah. They look like they might have it all. They're deep. They've got a little bit of uh, moxie. I think they can, barring injury. I think that's... That's the thing. If that, they can stay healthy, and they do have a decent balance of, at least you have Bolden, who mm-hmm. is older, so he's been there before, mm-hmm. but they are physical, they man. They are physical. They can shoot, though. That, that's the thing. They, they're, they're physical and are shooters. Like, these guys are, they don't make them. They don't, they I mean, three games in, Zion averages 25 points, yeah. and he's 82% from the field. Now, yes. that does include all the dunks that he has. Yes, it But does. regardless... Impressive numbers three yeah. year, three games in, and I was not sold on him. Watching some of uh, his highlights from high school, it's like this guy can't shoot, but he's been he's been working. He's been working on it. All right, so you got to answer the question. You didn't answer it. Are they national champions? I'm gonna go. With yes, I'm gonna go you with heard yes. it here. Yes, yes. From a former Duke athlete. Yeah. What year is it? What year, what year is it? <laughs> Two thousand eighteen. They're going to be national champions come April of 2019. 19. I, I believe it. And maybe we'll, we'll, I'll get you back on in April, and in we'll and, about it. and hopefully they're there <laughs> in the they're in the at least the national championship. Um, that's all I got for you. You got anything awesome. else? Uh, anything else you want to talk about? I got all the yeah, time in yeah, the world, but, man. Yeah. Uh, well, I was gonna. I, I just listened to that that CrossFit uh, spiel. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I, it's interesting, the, the sport of working out. And I was going to add that 
a lot of the, a lot of what you said is true about the uh, experience of the athletes doing CrossFit. Like you can't expect someone that doesn't know what they're doing to body weight deadlift a yep. thousand uh, reps as fast as they can, and that's I think that's the the uh, the problem or the why people are scared of CrossFit. The, the injury aspect yeah. of it. Um, I think again, y'all, you're, you alluded to it. Um, uh, if you have coaching, it makes a big difference because the gym that I work at, we do hit training, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the same stuff, but, uh, the things we stay away from are a lot of the CrossFit things like the snatches, anything over your head, you don't really need like, Let's be honest. It's uh, dangerous too, man. Yeah. I don't like putting two hundred plus pounds over my head. Yeah, Look, I'm getting too old for that shit. Like I don't want to hurt myself. And then, so again, I, I have so much respect for the elite of the of, of CrossFit. Like, again, people watch the CrossFit games and are like, "These guys, guys and gals, bodies are amazing." Yeah. Well, yeah, they are. Like, that's the the greatest workout you can do is a hit. Like, you have great great bodies your muscles are low body fat but then if you actually look and you follow them for a while the tops change quite a bit and if it if you if you research why most of them are hurt yeah yep i look i i i think anything that's going to help a person be healthy is a great thing Mm -hmm. just my understanding of it and like you said the athletes in there that are there they're athletes and they're great the concern is just the fact that you Olympic lifting is not somebody that's a novice. And I, and I know in the classes that they teach you and everything, but like some, you, not every person is the same and not every person wants to listen. Like I could go into a CrossFit today and be like, I know how to do a snatch. I've done them before, but maybe I don't know how to do them properly Mm -hmm. because all I did was learn them throughout my time working out in a gym, but I'm going to go in there and have the mental capacity and be like, I know what I'm doing. I don't need this coaching. And that's where people get hurt. Mm-hmm. And the stuff that they're doing, look, it, it gets you in shape. There's diets that are tied to it. It's all this stuff. I have no problem with it. I follow a lot of CrossFit people. I have, I have a friend that competed in the CrossFit games. Um, I think it's great. I think it's the sport is moving forward. There's just some concerns on some of the stuff that they're having novice people do. Yeah. Like, I would never send my wife there and be like, hey, what would you clean and snatch today? Because I'd be like, I don't expect you to do that. That that's a little worrisome, but again, that's my two cents on it, I, and that's good. I'm yeah. glad you you. I like having that opinion about it because I want somebody to tell me otherwise. And I Mike came on and he does it, but he's also a realist like yourself. He talked about some of the things that he is concerned about. It and with again, as well. again, it's a great, great exercise, great sport, but you have to have basis. And again, if you look at all the great great ones that are all the great athletes. Even as Mike, you said? Yep. He was a baseball player. Some kind of athletic There's basis. something there before. Been taught. Yes, yeah. you can't be just a, a normal... Like Matt Frazier, the guy who's won it for the last yeah. four years, he used to do Olympic lifting. That's what he yeah. did before he entered CrossFit. And, and his sense. parents are, were figure skaters, Olympic figure skaters. So mm-hmm. he comes from an athletic family, yeah. and he grew up doing that stuff. It is hard. You come off the street and you go and do that. Just any word of advice for anybody that does CrossFit out there, just... Be smart about it. Yes. Don't rush into things. Warm up. Warm up. <laughs> stretch. Yes. Because uh, that's when injuries happen. I mean, and that's the same thing for just your normal gym goer like myself. Like, 
I deal with impingements in my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Why? Probably because I didn't stretch correctly, and then probably because I didn't do the exercise correctly. I wake up, my knee hurts. Well, what I do? Ah, you squat in this. Well, maybe I shouldn't do that anymore. I'm 34 years old, right? Like, know your body and know what you're capable of, or go get a coach yeah. like you. Hey, yeah, come on by. Oh, I work at Ortho Carolina Wellness, by the way. Ortho Carolina Wellness Matthews. in Matthews. If you look, if you're in Charlotte, look up Oren Thompson. Go give him a visit. I think I'm going to get a couple free trainings out uh, of this, right? Of course, of yeah. Course. <laughs> okay. Go on by. I don't know if I could handle your training. I it's, might die. Uh, well, so again, it's it's it takes a special athlete to do this. Like you say, you 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 work out by yourself, uh, nine ninety nine or whatever it is a month. Yeah. So you're you're motivated you've got that inner motivation already mm-hmm. again some people are, i'm like that i go to the gym i just i work out i work out for two hours i work for an hour work for three hours by myself just doing random stuff some people just don't have that and they need motivation from outside like we have our workout set you just walk in we warm up you do what i tell you to do you cool down you go home and you've got people doing it with you kind of like crossfit yeah that's why, again, I love the basis of CrossFit. I just don't agree with the snatching, the heavy six times your body weight cleans for speed, for time, that kind of stuff. Because yeah, then form goes out the window. Yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not worried about form anymore. It's, come on, do it. And then pop, there goes your back. <laughs> so, again, I like lots of that stuff. And we do a lot of that, the sled pushing. Yeah. Um, Hit training. Uh, I mean, it's awesome. It's awesome, and I agree. But just some stuff you don't need to do, and everything that we do is scalable. Mm-hmm. So if you can't do that, well, I did. I was in a car accident. My shoulder doesn't work correctly. Well, I'll, 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 I'll change it. We can change it. Yeah, create a program that works. Yeah. You know, which is what you're trained to do. Trained to do. Yeah. Right. Trust the professionals. Anything else? I think I think that's it. I'm, off my way to work right now. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming by, man. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Again, look him up, Oren Thompson, if you're in Charlotte, or just look him up if you want to find out more about him. He's got a Wikipedia page. Thank everybody. Do I? I don't you do have a Wikipedia page. Yeah. Who, who does? Who makes those? Some of the it's all free. That. Like it's just people that just want to put it up uh, there. Can I can go in there and edit it right now? I can put in there that you were on Two Cents Worth podcast. It. Go for it. I, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, I might if I start getting big enough. And then, uh, like we talked about, look up Jeremy. Yeah. The Greek God, Greek who's now a doctor. Doctor Greek God. Doctor Greek God. All right, man. I appreciate you coming by. Appreciate Thanks, it. buddy. Thank See you guys. Bye.